0: There's no other thing of Beyonce's that I could pull off. That is the (laughs) only thing. Hi, and welcome to Meet Your Heroes. I'm Audrey. And I'm Elliot. And this is the show where we ignore the very good conventional wisdom to never meet your heroes... And instead, get up close and personal with the lesser-known legacies and real-life bad behavior of some of history's most notable and beloved people.
1: As our loyal listeners may have noticed, the title for this episode, a little different than usual.
0: Trying something new.
1: Not just the title, the format as well. We're going to shake it up a little bit.
0: You know, I've always heard that saying. Once you get 106 episodes into something, that's when you should mix it up.
1: Yes, yes. Really, just a formula for success toss it out the window.
0: Fail fast. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Fail fast.
1: <laughs> so, yeah, we're going to try something new. And, and, uh, loyal listeners and, and the disloyal listeners out there, because we know there's a lot of them. We see you. Uh, let us know what you think.
0: I'm excited. Yeah. It is, it is fun to, to uh, try something new from the safety of your own sound booth that you've made in your home office,
1: yeah, it's a wild sound booth. we'll We'll post a picture on on social. Mm-hmm. It's quality is key. We're committed, committed to the art.
0: yeah. I mean, over the past hundred and six episodes, sound quality has been something that uh, has been a really interesting learning process, depending on where in the world we are and in whose closet and how many thousands of miles are between us. But right now there's six feet and one wall between us. We're going to crush it.
1: So step one of crushing it today, not going to tell you, Audrey, who this week's hero is. Uh, instead, I'm going to give you some hints. Okay. Your job to figure it out.
0: I'm not good at this. Not yet. <laughs> I know. I need 106 episodes to practice.
1: You'll get there. By <laughs> My episode
0: 212
1: or 213. <laughs> Be a pro. Be a pro. <laughs> First hint. So this dropout, who's named after Dog, ends up causing one of the most shocking Academy Awards moments ever. Ooh, topical almost. Topical, in fact. So if that's not enough for you. No, that's not enough. I'm going to set the scene. Hit me with it. The year is 1907.
0: Not last week.
1: Not last week. The year before in 1906. San Francisco earthquake levels the city. Stuff catches on fire, mm-hmm. burns for three days. Yes. 1907, Einstein is somewhere sitting in a patent office, creating his theory of relativity. In Mexico City, Frida Kahlo is born. Okay. In the United States, there are 45 states. Wow. They are going to add the 46th, Oklahoma, the same year.
0: Oklahoma is a 46th state?
1: Yeah, it's in the middle. So I just assumed Stop. it was a lot sooner. I
0: mean, yeah. I, I grew up in Kansas, and we're like the 40th state or something in like 1861 or something like that, like right before the Civil War. That's wild.
1: Yeah, this is still the Oklahoma Territory until 1906. Okay. I mean, that makes sense. 1907. It
0: still has a ton of reservation territory now. And so for it to not be a U- U.S. state and still be a territory of some sort, that makes a lot of sense. But that is still... So recent.
1: It's very recent. So, but, but you have now placed yourself yeah. in this recent past. Yes, you have. You have the scene.
0: It is May twenty sixth of nineteen oh seven. It would barely be legal for me to wear pants if I'm really placing myself <laughs> it's there. True.
1: <laughs> it's true. It's true. Um, specifically, we're going to situate ourselves in Winterset, Iowa.
0: Oh, okay, another middle of the country state.
1: Mister Clyde Morrison. And Miss Molly Brown Morrison Mm. have a brand new baby. Clyde's father, the grandpa of this baby, fought in the American Civil War. That math checks out. It does. This is their first child. Eventually, they'll have a younger son and a younger half-sister in this family. But right now, this is the only child. The child grows up in this home, raised Presbyterian. They moved to California when the child is 10. Mm. It's the end of World War I, and they have a dog.
0: Okay, okay. They, so they had a dog. Clyde and Molly had a dog. Then they had a kid. They named that kid after a dog, and now they've got a second dog?
1: Well, so the, this, this is hint number one, restated. They, this kid did not like their birth name, Oh, so instead <laughs> they went by the name of the dog.
0: Oh, wow, okay.
1: Like Indiana Jones is always the joke. No, this kid actually does this.
0: Indiana Jones is named after a dog? That's the whole joke in the I've Indian never movies. seen Indiana you know this about me. You know that I've uh, I've never uh, seen Star Wars, I've never seen Indiana Jones, I've barely ever seen uh, Lord of the Rings. I spite watched that front. <laughs> you spite
1: not not despite me, despite somebody else. But yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay.
0: Hold on. Just a real quick pause. Let me recap. Dude's born in Iowa. Child is born in Iowa. Doesn't like their name. It's like, hey, Clyde and Molly, fuck you. My name sucks. You did a better job naming our dog than you did naming your child.
1: Yes. Okay. <laughs> Do you need another hint I mean, who this person is? Am
0: I supposed to be guessing right now?
1: Yeah. Do you know? Is this enough detail for you? Oh, absolutely. I'm giving you no. a lot of detail here. All right. No. I, I have another hint for you. Okay. Hint number two this child starts smoking young, and by the time they're an adult, is smoking six packs of cigarettes a day. No, they're not.
0: No, they're not. that's a lie. There's Six no.
1: packs a day. Let me do the Ultimately, math. Ultimately, has to have an entire lung removed.
0: Okay. That's 120 cigarettes a day. 120 cigarettes. How many minutes are people awake during a day? So there's 60 minutes and there's eight hours. Let's assume people are, let's actually assume people are awake 12 hours, minimum, 12 hours, minimum. 10 cigarettes
1: an hour, one cigarette every six minutes all day long. Can you
0: even smoke a cigarette that fast? I feel like I've never smoked a cigarette in six minutes. It it seems impossible. It seems like the only thing you're doing is actually smoking. Do you
1: stop to eat at some point? Do you smoke while you're eating? Do you just pick up the pace after that, like three a minute for the next hour? Famously prolific smoker. Okay. Had an entire lung removed, named after a dog. Does this...
0: Oh yeah, yeah. Got any yeah, guesses? yeah, top of mind. I absolutely exactly know who this is born in 1906, the same year as Frida Kahlo, 1907. <laughs> no, I have no fucking clue who this <laughs> is. From Iowa? Come on.
1: You ready for your third and final hint here? Sure. Despite becoming America's most famous cowboy, today's hero really really hated riding horses. Hated horses in general. And avoided them whenever possible.
0: Well, okay. So I don't know that I would name a dog Marlboro, Marlboro but I, I don't know that Marlboro man is also a name either, but that's the only thing that comes to mind. Also, I don't, I don't know if people, if we've mentioned this, but I was in speech therapy for years. I can't say ours like that. And so Marl. Having having two R's, like Marlboro, <laughs> I can't do it. It's very hard. And if this episode is about the Marlboro Man, it's going to be really embarrassing for me.
1: All right. Well, you're in luck. It is not the Marlboro Man either. Okay. Although, there are those who said that this hero's legacy uh, basically informed this archetype that the Marlboro Man would make famous. Oh, uh, this, is,
0: this is the OG Marlboro Man.
1: OG Marlboro man. Can we
0: call him Marlboro? Because that sounds <laughs> Marlboro. <laughs> it's, it's like on Thirty Rock World Juror. It's, it's a Marlboro man. It is the most natural way for it to come out of my mouth.
1: Yes. Okay. This this week's hero, the real life Marlboro man, Mr. John Wayne.
0: Oh, I should have guessed that. Obviously, uh, because dogs famously named john in iowa
1: (laughs) (laughs) we'll come back to the dog thing Mm. but this week's hero in the hero category because he holds the record for being one of the top 10 money makers in hollywood for 25 consecutive years Mm. it's just wild right to think (laughs) about uh, a lister who could have that kind of staying power uh one the best Actor Oscar, okay, for the movie True Grit, and so famous he had an airport named after him in L.A. It's technically Orange County, very Greater L.A., but like has the John Wayne Airport certified heroic commemoration. But we are going to dig into three, yes, count them three, lesser known legacies of Mr. John Wayne. Lesser known legacy number one, despite being famous for playing the tough guy cowboy. Mr. Wayne was actually a former surfer frat boy no. whose real name at birth was Marion.
0: Oh, Marion.
1: <laughs> and who ripped off his entire character from an actual cowboy.
0: Oh, what? Wow. Okay. So so John Wayne, born in Iowa, not an actual cowboy, although there were lots of cowboys in yeah. Iowa.
1: No, John Wayne is born in Iowa.
0: Marion is born in Iowa. and like... Marion
1: Morrison is born in Iowa. Okay. And as a child... Does not like being called Marion, as you can imagine.
0: It's a great name. That's not a bad name.
1: Grandpa Marion was the Civil War vet. Got it. Okay, so... So he got named after the Civil War vet.
0: Yeah, there's some strength there. Couldn't you just be like, yeah, it's my grandpa's name, and he was an actual soldier? If you were actually tough, yeah, maybe. <laughs> okay, if you if you weren't plagued by insecurity.
1: <laughs> yes, but uh, little Marion is uh, not quite as self-assured as that. Okay, So, so instead... This dog, Arendelle Terrier, uh, which is also kind of like rural Ger, follows him around everywhere. The dog's name is Duke. And so just decides to go by the dog's name, goes by Duke almost his entire life.
0: <laughs> okay. But wasn't he the Duke? Didn't he go by like the Duke?
1: Well, when you're like eight. Sure. You don't, you don't have the self-assurance. He did not have the self-assurance to refer to himself as the Duke.
0: The singular so, only Duke in Iowa.
1: <laughs> he was one of many at this point. I want
0: to know how you pitch this to your parents. You're like, okay, mom and dad, listen up. I don't like my name. And they're like, okay, too bad. That's your name. And he's like, no, I'm going to change it. As an eight-year-old, we have an almost eight-year-old. If our eight-year-old mm-hmm. came to us and they were like, hey, I would like to have the same name as my cat. <laughs> like, from here on, I'm going by rugged, like the Jeep Wrangler. You can just call me rugged. And so then we have to start calling our child by their animal's name. And I had not thought about this. Now there's two ruggeds in now the there house. Now there's two ruggeds. And you're like, it's like dinner time. Duke, you're hollering outside and the dog comes, mm-hmm. but your kid, Yeah, where it, are they?
1: This is not a great system. Still sticks with it.
0: In fact, actually, you know what? I'm on his side. It is a better name. I do like it. Okay. I do like the system. And the dog's okay, going to die like eventually. It. So then you're it's the, you the, you the sole living Duke. You have the, the Duke legacy.
1: Eventually, but it takes a while. <laughs> okay. It does take a while. <laughs> so this little Duke is just pretty smart, pretty athletic, but not super focused. Okay. And definitely not a uh, cowboy type. Family moves to California. He fails to get into a military academy that he was applying for. Mm. So he joins a frat, uh, goes to USC, and gets a job after flunking out there as like a fourth assistant prop boy on a movie set. And they're shooting this movie. And as one of the consultants on this film, and one of the consultants on this film is Wyatt Earp. Oh, the actual real Cowboy Wyatt Earp. Yes, the Cowboy Wyatt Earp, who was like an actual Old West lawman who was like at the shootout at OK Corral. Not a movie about it, but the real thing. The real
0: thing, like really shot out.
1: Yes. And this this frat boy surfer guy Dropout is like, I like this style. (laughs) In fact, Marion goes on the record saying, quote, when I started, I knew I was no actor and I went to work on this Western thing. I saw Wyatt Earp. I needed a gimmick. It was as deliberate a projection as you will ever see. Wow. I practiced in front of a mirror. Wow! He's just like, totally fake, totally fake. But he commits to it. Yeah. He doesn't just do it as part of some role. He's a prop boy. Sure. He like clowns this guy's whole style in real life. Like he starts walking around pretending to be a cowboy all the time. Not as part of a... He's not an actor. He's just like...
0: He's just I'm cosplaying. I'm going to pretend to be a cowboy. Yeah.
1: He, he, I think they call it method acting sure, in the biz. sure. Uh... <laughs> But usually method acting involves acting for some purpose, and he is just, he's cosplaying it, essentially, yes.
0: Do you want to know a skill that I learned from a celebrity who learned it by practicing it in the mirror? Who is this? Beyonce. Did you learn the single ladies dance from practicing in the mirror? No, I learned how to cross one eye independent of the other. (laughs) Wait, what? what? She taught herself how to do that in the mirror, and then once described it in an interview, and so then I taught myself how to cross one eye at a time. Like Wait. I can cross each eye independent of the other.
1: I, I, can, I now believe you seeing you, you do just this. me um, do it. yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay. Of all the things that you could have like taken from Beyonce. Oh, I can't.
0: I, there's, that's the only thing I can take from Beyonce. <laughs> have you seen me? Absolutely not. There's no other thing of Beyonce's that I could pull off. That is the <laughs> only thing that Beyonce and I have in common. That's Here's it. Here's what I'll say. You, you do pull it off. Mm-hmm. You do pull it I off. I mean, it's. You commit to it, yeah. You you've committed. Okay. Well, he does this. Okay. He commits.
1: the The most wild part of this story is that like he is just faking this, right? It has no relation to who he is in real life. He's like, I'm just gonna walk around funny and start talking like an old West man. And literally, a director, John Ford, sees him doing this and is like, I'm shooting this new uh, western. Who's that kid with the funny walk? Like literally <laughs> the quote is, I like the looks of this new kid with a funny walk, like he owned the world. And so he hires him to be in the movie. What? There's nobody, there's nobody. Just because he committed to walking around like a cowboy in his day-to-day life. <laughs> that is the thing that gets him his big break.
0: Wow. Okay. If only it were that easy in Hollywood these days. Everyone's cosplaying as something else now.
1: Hold on. Can you pause for a second? There's There's this car with bass coming down the street. It's too loud.
0: Man, that's base. They're cosplaying as someone who has a normal-sized penis.
1: (laughs) But we digress. Just in case you're wondering, by the way, Mm -hmm. uh, (laughs) making your big break walking around like a cowboy and getting your acting gig, uh, not a great system. He's in the movie, and it... He's like, I don't know how to act. Like, oh, just sit on this horse and point. And he's like, okay. And he does, and it's terrible. It's a huge flop. It doesn't work out. He's not a good actor at all. Not the pointing
0: is... or the whole movie as a as a package. the movie in
1: general, but his performance in particular is not is not good. Mm-hmm. It takes it takes him years to recover and years and years before he actually becomes a really respected actor. So it is it is not actually a good system, or at least it's definitely not the most direct one. Sure. That's for sure.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't know that I I could even tell you what a young John Wayne looks like. I feel like in the in the canon of John Wayne's work and image, it's all 45 plus. It's all grizzled old man. Yeah.
1: It's true. It's true. That actually brings us to lesser known legacy of Marion. Number two. John Wayne only played two types of roles in his entire career. Right. Essentially. He played a cowboy. Okay. And then he also later on started playing a soldier. Oh. He played war movies and cowboy movies. That was it. The lesser known legacy is that he was, in fact, an outspoken military supporting conservative in Hollywood for his entire career. But not only was he rejected from the military academy he applied to out of high school, but when World War II came around and he actually had the chance to go to war, he was a draft dodger. He oh, chickened no. out and skipped out on military what? service.
0: Man, you can't have it both ways.
1: No, you can't. So, he, by the time World War II started, he had made it as an actor. Okay. He had gotten a second chance and eventually they changed his name, which helped a lot. Um, they, they gave him the option of going by Duke Morrison okay. and then toss around ideas like Michael Byrne. <laughs> Couldn't decide anything he liked. They had a committee meeting with the studios. They didn't even invite him. They are just like, eh, John Wayne sounds manly. All right, that's what we're going to do. Yeah. It's like the manly name generators, right? Like just. They they just picked for him. Wow. Um he didn't even, he no say in the matter, but he's great. He's like, Okay, I'm John Wayne. He stars in a bunch of movies, dozens in a few years. He becomes an A-lister, World War II breaks out, and studio actors are like, We're going to war. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be good for morale, we're gonna support our country and the troops, we're gonna fight some Nazis. Jimmy Stewart, Clark Gable, Henry Fonda, all enlisted. Right. So like this is Real Hollywood A listers that are going to like fight. Fonda went on the record as saying, I don't want to be in a fake war in a studio. And John Wade is like, I do. I would much rather be in a fake war in a studio. No, thank you. And he skips it. He he gets all kinds of deferments and stuff, and he just stars in war movies and never actually goes and fights in the war. Like how chicken shit is that. I hate it. And
0: he's young. So let's do the math. World War II starts in 40. And Mm -hmm. he's Uh, or 40, 41. And he's uh, born in 1907. So he's young. He's like 33. He's well within draft age. Absolutely
1: draftable and just dodges it at every opportunity. Importantly, did not stop this mythos because he appears on screen as a soldier. People think of him as this big military type guy, despite the fact that he didn't have the guts. It does buy him street cred though for his conservative Republican advocacy. Obviously, so, yeah. If you if you remember what Republicans are like at this time, Joseph McCarthy is doing the House Un-American Activities mm-hmm. Committee in 38. And that started as like actually investigating real Soviet spies, mm-hmm. but it quickly becomes the quintessential political witch hunt. Yes, Like Harry Truman ended up calling it the, quote, most un-American thing in the country today. They produced things like the, quote, unquote, yellow report, yeah. which argued for interning... All American citizens who had Japanese ancestry at some point, um, which, you know, incredibly, incredibly unconstitutional, yeah. didn't stop them at the time. He was a big supporter. Um, he was a supporter of this committee even when they considered investigating the KKK, but declined. De- you know why they declined? White people? They said the KKK is an old American institution, yeah. which meant they could trust it. And, uh, Anytime somebody says, like, that's not who we are as a country, they were like, no, this is exactly who we are as a country. Like, explicitly, this is who we are as a country.
0: The the phrase, like, American is uh, just coded language for white people, white men. Yeah,
1: because they were trying to choose what counted as being American. And they were saying, you can be a citizen. You can have all your constitutionally protected rights. But if you had an ancestor from Japan, you're not the real America. Yep,
0: It's still used that way. We still talk still about
1: use that way it's not American
0: day. or this is American, and it is literally just code for old white people doing this or not doing that,
1: yeah, it's true. it's true and and it didn't stop there because this committee is producing the blacklists, which is. Um, Mm -hmm. basically a list that says if they, not even that you're a communist, but if you have communist sympathies, Mm -hmm. they're going to exclude you from the industry. John Wayne in 44 is founds and is the president of the motion picture Alliance for the preservation of American ideals. And he gives
0: the Hollywood KKK.
1: Yeah. He gives names of people that he thinks he believes, quote unquote, have these communist sympathies Mm -hmm. and just like gets them blacklisted for the rest of their lives and careers. They didn't have a chance to defend themselves like you would in a court or anything. Didn't have to be any substance to the allegations. Um, This is 300 artists that they blacklist. It includes people like Charlie Chaplin, Orson Welles. Um, He also made sure that his organization actively enforced those blacklists so that studios wouldn't hire uh, anybody. And he went so far as to volunteer to be in a movie starring himself as A House Un-American Activities Committee investigator, like he wanted to go cosplay again this thing because he was so proud of it and proud of the way he was able to ruin these people's lives.
0: That is wild. One to be fair, Charlie Chaplin should have been blacklisted long, long before (laughs) this committee for For this for different reasons. Uh, One of our most popular episodes. People should go listen to it. It's wild, but this pursuit of power. That John Wayne seems to have in all of like these pivotal decision moments in his life. Is this pursuit of power real or perceived? Like it's so toxic masculinity. It's I'm a cowboy. I'm a soldier. I am, you know, enforcing these systems that I'm creating. When he's like the only qualification he's ever had is he walked funny and had a bad attitude.
1: Yes, yes. And that was enough. That was enough. Not to be a real soldier or anything, no. but to, but or to a take- Or a real cowboy,
0: to be fair. Or a real cowboy, a yeah. a politician. Just...
1: No, not a real politician. Just enough qualifications to ruin people's lives because he felt like it.
0: This is what happens when you have a name that gets you bullied and you never get a therapist.
1: It's true. It's true. Pick your children's Just... names
0: accordingly or get them a good therapist.
1: You don't have to do both. No. This is this a real one or the other and call your kids Archibald. That's fine. Just start saving up money for the therapy fund early, yeah. right? That's all it takes. That's it. Sorry all the archibalds out there. Don't come at me on Twitter. If
0: your name's Archibald, I would genuinely like to meet you. What a delight. That means that your parents are interesting, you're probably pretty quirky, and you have probably survived a lot of childhood trauma. So yes, let me know. you probably know. have depression, let's I, be clear. jokes. Here's the thing. You get, you get, this is actually a real both-and scenario <laughs> here. So listen, if you don't, if you choose a shitty name for your kid and you don't get them a therapist, what you mm-hmm. need to be able to do is help them be funny. Like mm-hmm. you get depression. Yes. Flip side. You get jokes with that depression.
1: <laughs> yeah, but you can't push too far. There's a fine line there. <laughs> Just push them up, depression up to the point of funny, but mm-hmm. not too much further. Yeah,
0: so really, this is this is a, a commentary on the nuance of parenting. Either you make uh, a good decision uh. on the front end, or you spend your life navigating a more sophisticated style of like resiliency mm-hmm. training for your child that makes That's them good. funny. It's good. And if you
1: are a parent and up until now have made good choices with your children and are worried you won't have funny kids, do not worry. There are so many opportunities so to fuck many. it up. Every Just, day. Every, <laughs> day's a new every day. Every single day. Speaking of opportunities to fuck it up every single day okay. in many ways, let's get to the third of John Wayne's lesser known legacies. Number three. Not only did John Wayne make his career in movies showing Native Americans as savages, he was actually. Super bigoted against native peoples and bigoted and misogynist against women and bigoted against gay people. Oh, yeah, and super bigoted against black people. Oh,
0: yeah, you can't have one without the other.
1: Bundle it covered up, covered all of his bases so much so that his bigotry was so overwhelming to him that he almost became the original Will Smith Oscar villain. What? Almost. Okay. So, for context, he has three wives over the course of his life, Uh several public mistresses. Yeah. All of his wives are Hispanic, interestingly. Mm -hmm. Um, He went on on the record about women as saying, quote, women have the right to work wherever they want. And if he'd stopped there, it'd have been a good quote. But the rest of the quote was, as long as they have the dinner ready when you get home. He called gay people uh, all kinds of terrible things. Of course. Perverted. All the slurs. All the slurs. Make up new slurs.
0: Cowboy slurs, all of them.
1: Yes. He was super, super racist. He had records about black people saying things like, quote, some blacks have tried to force the issue and enter college when they haven't passed the tests and don't have the requisite background. I don't feel guilty about the fact that 10 generations ago,
0: these people were slaves. Not that I'm condoning slavery. It's just a fact of life. Um, You one first of all, college dropout. John Wayne, shut the fuck up. Two, feel bad. It's okay to look at history and be like, this makes me feel bad. And with all of my privilege, I would like to atone for that in some way.
1: Yeah, no, 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 no. He explicitly did not. In fact, when the civil rights movement came around later, which it had during his lifetime. yeah, for sure. He just doubled down. No. He said, quote, I think any black who can compete with a white today can get a better break than a white man. I wish they'd tell me where in the world they have it better than right here in America during the Jim Crow era. And, and explicitly, when asked to clarify these comments because he had multiple opportunities, right. they were like, wait, so you're saying that P- Black people have it better in America today? He said, yes, but, quote, I believe in white supremacy until the Blacks are educated to a point of responsibility. I don't believe in giving authority and positions of leadership and judgment to irresponsible people like the Blacks are. Oh, my gosh. Wow. So It's just rare that you find somebody who's like, Oh, yes, explicitly, I am a white supremacist. Me, famous person, who you can see here absolutely believe in the supremacy of white people.
0: And they still get an airport named after you. Did we just leave this? still get an airport named after you. How is this not more talked about? Isn't this his like famous Playboy interview? I do know from when we did the Playboy episode that John Wayne, like these, these conversations were pretty controversial. And Hugh Hefner almost didn't publish it because, quote unquote, famously, Hugh Hefner wanted to push... Issues of diversity and equality, he didn't. That's a lie. And freedom of but he speech. Said he did. Yeah, he, under the under the premise of freedom of speech, which is fine. Yes, great. But they almost like this almost took it too far for Hugh Hefner.
1: Yeah, yeah. And, and the wild part is that, like, again, there's a lot of excuses about product of your time, blah, yeah. blah, blah. No, no, no. No, no, no. This is post-civil rights movement where people are like, oh yeah, Jim Crow era, uh, that is a bad thing. It's a mm-hmm. continuation of the white supremacy. Uh this needs to change. Huge, massive social people, people are like re examining. examining these generations long assumptions and he's like no 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 keep the white supremacy i like that that's a good idea right oh my gosh triples down so this bigotry which extends to all of these different groups uh he has a special place in his heart for bigotry against native people wow so he had made his movies and his fame telling stories of american conquest where people would ride out and go and conquer the quote-unquote savages of the lands right it was all about just like white people as the heroic um civilizing force Mm -hmm. as opposed to just like moving in and stealing land from people who are already there and like brutally killing them
0: yeah destroying entire communities
1: Yes. So at the time as part of this larger social conversation, even other people in Hollywood were starting to take a look at how their work contributed to the perpetuation of this perception, right? Okay. And in 1973, Marlon Brando wins the Best Actor Oscar okay. for The Godfather. But Brando didn't show up. Okay. Brando was boycotting the event. Yes. Specifically in response to the way that Hollywood portrayed Native Americans. Okay. So instead of Marlon Brando walking up to the stage to accept his award, he sent Sashin Lightfeather, also known as Marie Louise Cruz, Mm -hmm. up on the stage to accept in his behalf. So she got up and she gave a speech. And in it, she spoke about, quote, the treatment of American Indians today by the film industry Mm -hmm. and also with the recent happenings at Wounded Knee. Mm -hmm. So Wounded Knee was originally the site of a massacre by the U.S. government against the Lakota people. Yes, Um, But there had been recent activism there. Uh, because activists came in and chose it for its symbolic importance, but they'd also controlled the town for 71 days to to protest the government's not keeping its commitment to the native people in the lands and the treaties that they had in place. Mm-hmm. They had it for 71 days. FBI agent, US marshals surrounded the area. And so Sheen Lightfeather was trying to call attention to this ongoing struggle that Hollywood had not only contributed to in the past, but was continuing to per- perpetuate. Afterwards, she went on the record saying, I did not put up my fist in protest. I did not use profanity. I gave this speech I use politeness eloquence and quiet strength those are my tools of delivering a message about the rights of native american people mm-hmm. to be employed in an industry where a stereotype was being put forth that was not healthy for us John Wayne Marion is sitting in the audience oof and he hears this very reasoned polite speech and he's mm-hmm. like I will have fucking none of this What while she is talking no he gets up out of his chair Not to leave.
0: Not to have one of his mini smoke breaks.
1: But to find the stage door. He goes, he powers through the aisles, he goes to the stage door, gets backstage, walks there, goes to the wings, and starts to the stage to go pull her off the stage in the middle of the speech. He He rushes the stage. He's going through. And security guards see this. Now, it was an elevated stage. You couldn't just walk up the front like Will Smith did, yeah. but he's coming from the wings. Security guards see this, and they're like, stop that guy. So the first two guys go over and try to stop him. John Wade is pretty burly. Even for having one lung and smoking six packs a day, <laughs> yeah. he is he's pretty big. It ends up taking not one, not two, six security guards.
0: No. One for every pack of cigarettes he smokes a day. Yes,
1: <laughs> just to try to get on stage to rip this woman off stage no. for, for saying that we deserve better representation in the media. He was not happy just having these uh, super shitty opinions or making his life work to perpetuating them in stage and film. Mm. Uh, and it wasn't even enough for him to actively support the House on American Activities Committee if somebody had the nerves to tell him that they were being actively harmed he was willing to get up there and physically overpower this woman just so she could not say something that he felt wasn't right. It's a
0: one-two punch for him. It's a woman and it's a native woman. Exactly. Can't, can't hear it.
1: So why does this matter? John Wayne is still celebrated. He still has this airport named after him. This whole mythos. This mythos. They remade True Grit a few years ago and granted... It was not the same super bigoted uh, point of view, right? But it's sure. still, his work was still being celebrated, right? Yeah. Even if not explicitly taught, John Wayne's movies are part of this cultural canon that continues to perpetuate this story right. that when white people got to America, they had the first Thanksgiving, learned how to plant corn, and then just like progressed across the country as it was their God-given right kind of papering over the idea that, oh, there were massacres, genocides that had to happen in order to take the land from the people that were already there. And they had superior force, but it was not freely given, right? It was an act of violence. Yeah. And the only way that you can live with that kind of a history and not immediately question it and begin to question all of these fundamental assumptions about who has the rights to these lands and how they've been treated, is to paint some alternative story that says that these people were savages, or these people were undeserving, or they were going to attack and kill everyone first. And and John Wayne's body of work serves the role in the American cultural history of making these things that had been implied or present in like less popular works of fiction and making them accessible and mass marketed and at the forefront of the conversation of what people think about when we think of, quote, unquote, the American cowboy.
0: Yeah, it's a real big leap in the sort of storytelling, the narrative of John Wayne's mythos to go from masculine cowboy, smoking cigarettes, sitting on a horse and pointing at stuff, real Wyatt Earp shit, fake soldier, but you know, manly man in the public. So it's like a big leap to go from what most people know, Mm -hmm. which is that to peeling back the layers and realizing, oh, all of this is motivated by someone who is very clearly deeply insecure, who is very willing to seek power in all forms, uh, whether that's like fake representation, political power, uh physical dominance, it seems like he's willing to go to. Yeah. Yep. As a way to prop up and maintain at the core, like what he really believes, which is that he is a superior person because of his whiteness. And that this white supremacy is a motivating factor in so much of his work that, you know, we can look back on the movies and be like, that's racist. And but then chalk it up to like, oh yeah, well, that storyline, whoever wrote it was racist. Product of its time. Product no, of its time. No. And forget that like John Wayne committed to like 60 of these movies, fully aware that they're racist and probably explicitly because they were racist. Ended up making 170 in the course of his yeah. career. It, like you're all in at that point. You see one script, mm-hmm. you're like, oh, I'm uncomfortable with this racism. You get to your second through 170th script and you're <laughs> like, actually, racism is my brand. Yes. And we don't talk about it like that. We... And I say we, and I just mean like the history of John Wayne as a character and society and and people in general, for all of the fake reasons, he's a hero, a Hollywood hero. It's because of all of the real reasons or like the real facts about who he is, that John Wayne is not my hero.
1: If people are looking for more episodes, where can they find us?
0: They can find us on social media at your heroes pod or on our website at meetyourheroespodcast.com. Yep,
1: and please like, share, rate, review, spread the word, tell your friends. And until next week,
0: don't be a hero.
1: Don't be a hero.
0: Bye.